Live from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk, it's an X's and O's update on 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. It's conference championship week in the NFL. Get started 2 o'clock on Sunday with the Rams on the road in New Orleans. Game 2, 540. The Kansas City Chiefs hosting the New England Patriots. Last night in women's college basketball, 22nd ranked Iowa runs past Michigan 75-61. A double-double again for Mega Gustafson. 21 points and 16 rebounds. In top 25 action last night on the men's side, Michigan State a winner over Nebraska 70-64. Gonzaga runs past Loyola 73-55. Coming up this weekend, on Saturday, it's Iowa State against Oklahoma State. The Cyclones looking to build on their victory over 8th-ranked Texas Tech. On Sunday, the 24th-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes come home. They get Illinois. The Hawkeyes, winner of four Big Ten games in a row. Finally tonight, the Iowa Wild resume their homestand against Ontario. Puck drops at 7. Hear the game on 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. Andy Katz has a bracket he just put out. Uh, he was, um, I guess maybe I didn't realize this, he's also doing some Big Ten Network studio stuff. Yeah, seeing him from time to time in there and uh, doing also some podcast work and some different things. I listened to a few of those. And he was a cost-cutting measure, right? At he ESPN, was, yes. He was a, Kind of the, the college cost-cutting. Yeah, there was a lot yeah. of them that were involved, including Brett McMurphy. Brett McMurphy. And who, who uh, was it Jason Stark on the MLB side? The yes. big name now, Jason Stark. Um all those guys are excellent too. It seemed like every one that was cut, I'm like, I like that guy. Yeah, John, that John Clayton, good. yes, NFL wise. Although he was always to me, him and Salisbury together, that was yeah. so forced, so uncomfortable. It was. It was. Wasn't a thing of beauty. No, nope, no, nope, far from it. So, what does uh, Cats have for Iowa and Iowa State? Did well, you click he's, on? Yes, it? I did. He actually has Iowa in Des Moines. Whoa. He has no. He doesn't. I oh, beg your okay. pardon. I got to get this. I got to make this bigger. Okay. He has him in Tulsa as a seven seed. Drivable. He has Iowa State as a five seed in Salt Lake City. Not drivable. Not drivable. So five and a seven. Five and at, a seven. At this All right. Point. Is there a realistic path? Well, according to the register, there is, and I, and I wish I would have brought the paper so I could. Um, because you have to be a top four seed to be a protected seed, right? It doesn't mean you have to be. You know, you can you can still get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be there. We're going to be doing our show at uh, Buzzard Billy's both yes. uh, Thursday and Friday. Morning. Are you going to stick around and have a, a beer with me afterwards? A little day drinking? No, no, no. no. Come on, I'm going home to watch the tournament, Trent. Well, you could do it. Yeah, they they really have can. televisions there. You oh, know? they do. Yeah, yes, they yes, do. yes. No, it's uh, it's two of my favorite days of the year. The first two days of the tournament, and so we'll miss maybe the first games. Tip at what? 11 so we'll miss a little bit and then uh, and we won't miss it home. no i know but i want to be at home to watch them i'm comfortable there in my element be a little uncomfortable from time yeah, to I time can't do it i can't do it um we've got claxons coming up and our tiebreaker yeah. is going to be just so you can put your thinking caps if you hope to get in and it's very popular in 11:45 or thereabouts we'll call for four callers our tiebreaker is going to be drake hosting missouri state 
on Sunday afternoon. So we're going to do the two conference championship games against the point spread. We're going to do Iowa State versus Oklahoma State against the point spread. Likewise with Illinois and Iowa. And uh, we're using projected point spreads from Ken Palm. On the college games, right? Yep, for the college games. So it'll be 12.5. They're 13 the number. We dropped it down a half for Iowa State, favored by 12.5. 10.5 for Iowa. Ken Palm has it at 11. So we'll go that route. And we had to throw a hook in the Kansas City game. Though there is does seem to see, be maybe some Friday steam on the Chiefs. Seeing be. some minus 115, minus 120s. Trent, I feel I, if I was playing this game, I would feel pretty good about walking up to the window and, and making it, uh, making my bet. I really would. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I do. I think the Chiefs are going to win the football game, and I wouldn't be surprised if if there's if there is an ugly one of the two. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be the AFC. Yeah, yeah. That... I think the Rams and the and the Saints is going to be an entertaining game deep into the fourth quarter before it's decided. I'm taking the Rams. Trent's on New Orleans, um, but I could see this AFC thing getting away. I really could. So, Kansas City's got more, more more weapons. Think about that. Well, and and the other part, when, watch New England. That is a slow defense. Mm-hmm. They, okay, San Diego had more talent. That's a more talented LA. football team. Yes, old habits. I get time yeah. every single time. The Chargers were a more talented football team, but they played right into the they hands of New England, out. and it wasn't close, uh-uh. and it was over. And they didn't adjust. They didn't make adjustments. You know that there's going to be a game plan that makes sense for Belichick. And, and I do wonder how much we're going to see. Sony Michelle had the great first half in the game against the Chargers. If this is more of a James White type of game, if this is... He's such a threat out of the backfield. Didn't, didn't, I don't think he ran the football Probably and not. had like double-digit catches or approaching 10, I think. Yes, absolutely. And what, didn't have a carry in the football game. They find him, they yes, get they involved... Do. And against Hitchens and the rest of that linebacking crew, mm-hmm. if this is more of a game that they go that route, well, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a big talker during the off season. Uh, is is the end? If indeed it does end on Sunday, and I believe it will, you know, what does that mean for Gronkowski? Is he going to is is this it for him? Remember, the rumors were out there that Belichick wanted to trade him to mm-hmm. the Detroit Lions, and uh, Gronk said he would have retired from the game because he's only going to catch footballs from Tom Brady. He has no desire to to leave New England. Brady, is he going to come back for another year? Probably. I, mean, I think he wants to. Sure. Um, Less Giselle sounds he can't. Well, look at the money. She makes way more. And they, and look does. at the money Tom Brady makes. And the breadwinner in the family is is, is Mrs. Brady by a long ways. Uh, Paul Allen, voice of the Vikings. It's brought to us by our friends at Mr. Executive. We'll tell you about them in a minute. We'll also tell you that right now is the time to pay your bills with 1460 KXNO and EKG Golf. Simply text the keyword RUN. To 200, 200 right now for your chance to win $1,000. That's run to 200, 200 right now. Uh, standard message and data rates do apply. Paul Allen, uh, voice of the Vikes, brought to us by Mr. Executive, MrExecutive.com. Uh, and then we'll get into Nick Athen. Nick writes for ChiefsBlitz.com. Nick's going to be at the Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah. Covering his well, team? I, I guess that's the plan. That's yeah. what he hopes to be doing. Um, but uh, he will be in Atlanta uh, for that interesting piece on tickets in the in ESPN.com, Super Bowl mm-hmm. tickets, and uh, what uh, the secondary market. It's, it's a pretty good read. And ticket brokers got burnt a few years back in Arizona when they couldn't uh, fill their orders. And it's... 
there, there's some pitfalls in this thing. And ESPN, I think, does a really good job of explaining it very well. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with the voice of the Vikes, Paul Allen. We'll do uh, Nick Athen in the uh, same segment. Claxons in about 35 minutes. We'll take four calls at about 11.45 to do that. Trent and I take you until noon. Murph and Andy from 2 to 4. The Fanatics will re- uh, we'll finish out the week locally from 4 until... They go late tonight because the Wild are on, right? I think it's 6.45 pregame. Sounds right. The boys will be on until that time. And then, of course, your week starts. And we, all four of the local shows are here on... uh, You ever wonder what you look like? I hadn't, Jack. But you know what? I'm going to get out of the way and let you do your thing. Uh, Jack Emerson coming up with this commercial message here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Sports Radio in Iowa starts and ends right here. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Welcome back. A busy segment coming up. We're going to talk to the voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, momentarily. Nick Athen, uh, ChiefSplits.com. Uh, before we give away the barbecue coming up uh, before we get out of here at noon. Let's head to the Twin Cities. He is the radio voice of the Minnesota Vikings, Paul Allen. P.A. Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Well, you mentioned um, you mentioned those Chiefs and uh, the dismantling of the Indianapolis Colts was um, not only surprising to me the way they did it, but uh, honestly, I think it was the most impressive thing that I saw from from uh, division round weekend. And um, the uh, the Patriots are there; they're in for a battle this weekend. Yep. It's going to be fantastic. No, absolutely is Paul. Looking forward to both of them. Of course, you saw the both of the combatants in the uh, NFC uh, Championship game. New Orleans will host the Rams. Um, it seems on the surface, and maybe this is just too easy to say that there's going to be a ton of points scored. Right? That both of these offenses are elite. Do you see it that way? That they'll score a bunch of points? No, I'm 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 not sure about that. You know, I mean, New Orleans scores a lot, but Philadelphia can score a lot, and that was that was not a super high scoring game uh, because this time of the year the the running game is so important for so many different reasons, and it, it no longer is. You need to run it in December to uh, you know to to wear down bodies and minds. Now you need to run it for ball control. So you know, so therefore you can you can control the clock because time of possession and amount of plays that you run this time of the year incredibly important. Um, so statistically speaking, yes, it looks like it would be an overwhelming type game, and maybe it will be. Uh, but I think all four of these teams are going to make concerted efforts to run it, and uh, when you run it, the clock keeps rolling. You know, PA, this, uh, this season looking back for the Vikings, there, there's a lot of what ups there. What's the biggest one to you, though? If, if this would have went whatever particular moment, game, time, if it would have went in a different direction, you think the season would have went in a different direction? Um, I don't really have one. I mean, week two, what if Carlson makes that field goal? Mm-hmm. We, we, uh, we make the playoffs for sure. 
and then we don't have to beat the Bears at the end. Um, but uh, but nevertheless, there still were deficiencies that after watching all of these playoff games, quite honestly, I'm, I'm not sure that we would have been good enough to win. So, you know, you, you get teams hot at the end of the year, and they make the playoffs, and they stay hot. That's not the case this year. The, the four best overall teams are playing this weekend, and, um, and from 8-7-1, and one, quite honestly, you know, with all due respect, Minnesota got close against the Rams, got close against New England. Um, honestly, I think we should have beaten New Orleans, except uh, for some turnover-related situations. So, yeah, the Vikings got close. What if we, what if we didn't get close and we actually got over the hump? Uh, 2018 was not that year. Hmm. Paul, I want to ask you about a couple, I'm assuming, bittersweet uh, coaching changes for you. You've told us in the past your relationship with Mike Prefer, who's now uh, coaching the Cleveland Browns, but you keep your guy Kevin Stefanski. So how about the loss of Prefer and Stefanski staying put? Well, Michael's very good at what he does. And, you know, I'm of the belief and have been for a decade and a half of calling games for this team is you don't put a lot of the kicker or the punter on the special teams coordinator. You know, you, you put the coverage and, 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 the, uh, and the block teams and stuff like that. Um, now, we, we weren't anything special in the special teams game this year. We were okay. We weren't bad. Um, but for whatever the reason, Mike uh, and or the team opted to go in a different direction. So I wish him well. Uh, with Kevin, you know, I think um, uh, not only is Kevin, not, not only is he smart, not only is he even killed and he knows exactly what this head coach wants, uh, the addition of Gary Kubiak Huge. to the staff, it's immense. Yep. And, and the fact that it's not like co-offensive coordinator, it's in an advisory role. You know, I don't, I don't envision Gary being in, in, in the coaches' offices 80, 100, 120 hours a week. You know, I think that this is going to be an amplification thing to what Kevin is doing. Uh, Kevin is very close with the Kubiak family. Uh, Clint Kubiak, Gary's son, worked with us 2013 and 2014. I know him well. And the Stefanskis and Kubiaks have been very close for many years. So I wouldn't be surprised if this whole thing with Gary was not Kevin's idea because Kevin is that secure within his own skin, and he wants to win that badly. Hmm. Uh, is, I have to think uh, the Kirk Cousins was very oh, maybe overjoyed with this news because, you know, the Kubiaks, uh, Mike Shanahan connection there. Shanahan had him and drafted him, uh, obviously, in Washington. How big of a role do you think that played, if at all, PA? I think it played a big role. Um, because not only in hiring Kevin Stefanski as the offensive coordinator, with, with Kevin, you now have the, the immediate position coach who knows everything about Kirk, what he does well, what he did not do well, the bad positions he was put in by the previous offensive coordinator, and the successful uh, positions he was put in by John DiFilippo. So that helps. Now you bring Kubiak in, and you're going to have some tweaks to the system that are going to be designed to keep the quarterback as comfortable as possible. So I would imagine Kirk is quite elated. Let's get into the roster here a little bit. I I know we've mentioned in the past certainly the biggest decision with Anthony Barr, but him, maybe Sheldon Richardson, Dan Bailey, another name that's talked about a lot. Of those guys, who do you think is the most likely to be back in a Vikings uniform next year? Very unpredictable right now. We're eleven million under the cap. That mm-hmm. will change because players will be cut mm-hmm. and um, and salaries will be restructured. So that will change. 
Uh, it's very difficult to predict. Um, I, I would like Anthony Barr to come back, but as maybe an outside linebacker in a 3-4 defense, if he hits free agency, um, I think he's going to get paid a lot. You have the option of franchise tagging him. That's like 13 or $14 million. So that, that kind of sticks you there when, when you, you might need one free agent offensive lineman. Uh, there, there are actually a decent amount of deep defensive tackles that are available in free agency and some that I don't think will break the bank. Uh, one of them is Shamar Steffen, who used to be with the Vikings. Uh, he's an unrestricted free agent coming from Seattle. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he would really like the opportunity to come back. So it's too early in the process for me to answer that. Uh, another sneaky one is Aldrick Robinson. Uh, he's an unrestricted free agent. He was the third receiver here. Not sure he's a three on a really good team. But if you enhance your skill position situation through the draft, like I think we need to do, you know, to have Thielen Diggs, a, a second or third round guy you get who can play, and Aldrick, that's pretty good, one through four. Mr. Executive makes it possible for us to talk to PA all season long. Are you surprised Mike McCarthy didn't get one of those openings, fill one of those openings? Uh, not really, uh, because if, if you look at who went where, you know, Bruce Arians uh, was away for a year, and then Bruce is very well respected. I don't think Mike was interested in the Arizona job. Adam Gase moving to the Jets over McCarthy probably. That That's not a major surprise to me. I mean, Mike's good, and Mike has an elite football mind, but he also worked with Aaron Rodgers um, and, and Brett Favre all of his career. So, you know, now when you deep dive it, if you're not working with one of those two, you know, what, what are you really going to have to offer? Uh, I can't answer that question. Uh, I'm a fan of the work McCarthy did at Green Bay, but I'm not really surprised. You know, you talked about opening up some more cap room and a movement of Laquan Treadwell wouldn't really do a whole lot of that, but is his time over? Is it time for the franchise as a whole to move on, or is there still hope with Laquan? Um, I can't answer that. I uh, certainly can't speak for the team on it. From 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 my standpoint, uh, it's been a very underwhelming tenure here for Laquan. Um, he he believes that there's more that that he is that that he has to give. You know, maybe there is, but but he's gone through four coordinators now. I mean, we got Norv Turner, Pat Shermer, John D. Filippo, and Kevin Stefanski, and it, it just never resonated. So. Uh, if he were not here next year, I would not be surprised. Mm, last thing, do uh, you like the Ryan Saunders hiring? Yeah, yeah, I think it's good. You know, Ryan at age 32, um, I make him favored to become the head coach of the Wolves next year, you know, because I think not only is he deserving um, and not only can he uh, relate to the millennials quite well, but, you know, the, this owner, Glenn Taylor, has known him since he was born. Mm-hmm. And Glenn's very loyal. And Glenn is also at the end of owning the Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't know when it is or how it's going to end, but, I mean, he's got to be close to the end. So after the the Thibodeau experience, I don't think Glenn really wants to go through the whole let's bring a bunch of people in, interview them. You know, I think he'll give it to Ryan. And uh, then what Ryan does with it is completely up to him. Hmm. Paul Allen, voice of the Minnesota Vikings, will talk to you Friday before the Super Bowl. Thank you, P.A. All right, boys. Enjoy the game. Yep. Good to talk to you, Paul Allen, voice of the Vikings, brought to us by our friends at Mr. Executive, MrExecutive.com. Don't wait any longer. Learn more about hair replacement and the options you have today by calling Mr. Executive at 274-4049-515-274-4049, MrExecutive.com. You can find him at 6983 University Avenue in Windsor Heights. 
So, uh, speaking of those T-Wolves, they'll be in action the ESPN Friday night game tonight. Oh, who do they have? The Spurs. You'll get to, for people that, like us, don't get over to 668 very often. Right. We're kind of weird that way. We're Well, I watch more T-Wolves because my kid and I yeah. text during it. Talk back and yeah. forth, and that is, quote-unquote, my team. I'm right? not a big NBA fan. No, nor am I. But that's the, the team that I flip to first when I am getting around there. But, uh, yeah, get to see him tonight. Because the Big Ten game is awful. It's Rutgers and... It's Rutgers and... Well, that's, that's all you have to say. Yeah, it doesn't right? matter and who. Let it's me Rutgers. find... It's, it's uh, well, Maryland, Ohio State, early. Mm-hmm. Okay. At 5.30. Like 5.30? Oh. 5.30 and Northwestern Rutgers. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's bad. No, the early game's not bad. Maryland, Ohio State's not bad. So a little Are, T-Wolf Spurs? Yeah, maybe. But yeah. you know what it is, too? It's it's my favorite non-sports show, and I haven't watched it in a long time. Oh, I know where you're Live going. Live PD, baby. I still have never tuned oh, in. Oh, it's good. It's good. Hopefully it's not a repeat. Well, not that I've seen them all, but I like the uh, I like them when they're uh, taking place at the time. Anyways, let's talk some Chiefs. Always Nick Athen. He joins the program, uh, ChiefsBlitz.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at Chiefs Insider. Nick Athen, Trenton Ken, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. How about you? It's been a long week. Yeah, I bet it's been a long week, right? It's been a long week for, for us as well. <laughs> Um, but th- as the week has gone on, the forecast has gotten a whole lot better. What maybe was going to be uh, a redo of the ice bowl, maybe not to that extent, as that was right. frigid. But apparently, early in the week, it was going to be uh, you know alarmingly cold. Not quite as bad. Still, uh, January weather in the Midwest. We're about to get hammered here. I guess it's uh, the snow is making its way through the state. It's in the northern part of the state, so yep. uh, not the ideal conditions that maybe uh, everybody would have wanted, Nick. No, I mean, it's going to snow here, I think, today and tomorrow, but it should be clear, about 30 degrees, uh, maybe get down in the 20s, and then the red moon hanging over Arrowhead with the nice. lunar eclipse. Uh, you know, it's just going to be uh, it's going to be an incredible atmosphere. You know, win, lose, whatever it might be, something that Arrowhead has never done before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's just going to be, I hope everybody just simply enjoys the moment because there's going to be a lot of moments like this for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. But for this one in particular, just enjoy it and have fun. Be loud. And uh, you got a 50-50 chance to win. No, I think you got a better chance than that. And sadly, I believe I you're going there. to be right. There's going to be a lot more of these here with Patrick Mahomes uh, before he's all said and done. So kind of give me, you know, give me uh, um, the temperature of the fan base, Nick. Are they pins and needles? Oh, my God, it's the Patriots. We can't beat Brady. Do they expect two weeks from Sunday to be playing in a Super Bowl? What's the, what's the fan base as far as, you know, their fear uh, of facing the intimidating New England Patriots? I think really all the fear is gone. I mean, they're just relieved that they won that game last Saturday. I mean, to me, that just let the air out of the whole thing. Now anything's possible. The jinx is gone. We, we, we exercise the cold demon. Yeah, I think everybody is really confident. I mean, I'm confident the Chiefs will win. I think the fan base is confident. Um, you, I think the Colts are a tougher matchup for the Chiefs than the Patriots are just because of the way the Colts were playing over the last 10, 11 weeks, you know, versus the the Patriots, you know, they had two layups at the end of the season, I think with the Jets and the Bills. And, uh, you know, they really weren't tested even by the Chargers. So, you know, the Chiefs have been tested every step of the way, struggled a little bit down the stretch, you know, um, kicked the tail out of the Raiders, did the same with the Colts. And, you know, I think everybody feels really confident that they're going to win. But I, I don't sense a panic in the fan base. I don't have, I don't hear a whole lot of doubters. I think people are just enjoying the moment, appreciating it, and they believe their team's going to win. Damian Williams, huge against the mm. Colts, 
129 yards rushing. You know, a lot of people thought that the run game, for all intents and purposes, was over after the release of Kareem Hunt. But here he is, a, a guy that had six touches the first 11 games of the year. If it proves to be maybe windy on Sunday, and I don't know if the actual temperature is going to matter, but when certainly could play havoc in the passing game. How important is Damian Williams, and, and how did he get to this point? Well, it's pretty fascinating. You know, he, he you know, he was with the Dolphins and, and they trade for a guy and, and then he's kind of the odd man out and he goes and visits the Colts. Uh, he goes and visits the Patriots. Uh, ended up deciding he wanted to play with the Chiefs. And, uh, you know, Brett Beach wanted him in Kansas City. Um, I think they knew something was up with Kareem Hunt. I thought that, I think honestly, they think it was, uh, they were on borrowed time with him based on the off the field issues. And I think that he's just come out of nowhere. But he's a talented player. Eric Bieniemy is a, is a genius when it comes to working with running backs, and he's got this guy up to speed. And right now, I think what you're going to see on Sunday is going to surprise some people. I think the Chiefs are going to come out pounding the football. I think they're going to go attack, uh, attack the uh, Patriots front seven, uh, get some establish the running game, and then kill them with a the pass. I think you're going to kind of see reverse. I think Andy really wants to control the line of scrimmage, control the ball maybe make this a first down game, time of possession, and kind of do what I think the Patriots are going to want to try and do against the Chiefs. I think Andy Reid's going to turn the table, which is going to open up play action, which is going to open up those screens. You're going to see some reverses. You're going to see some pitches. You're going to see a lot of stuff. But I think they're going to really pound the ball against the Patriots and show them something that they're not expecting. That's just my guess. Hmm. Uh, Duvernay Tardif, the Canadian doctor off IR, which the next domino to fall to in order to make room for him, they had to cut Ron Parker, which does that tell us that Eric Berry is is good to go in the championship game? Yeah, he is good to go. He is going to play. Uh, I think he'll, they'll rotate him this time. I don't think they'll, you know, they'll, they'll, they've got a couple of vets. They've got a couple of young safeties who have played well. They've got a, you know, I think Ward has been great. Lucas has been solid. Uh, Sorensen, I think, is finally healthy. Um, he's at 100%. So, you know, losing Parker was, really wasn't that big a deal other than his presence in the locker room and presence in the meeting room. But um, Eric Berry will play. I think they'll rotate him with Sorensen and Lucas, and they'll put him back there and they'll, or they'll put him on Gronk. And uh, I think it'll be fascinating to see. But it's, it's all hands on deck. Um, I, and I think everybody knows. You know, this is the game that they all thought they were going to be playing, you know, a month ago. And they prepared for this game. Don't go, don't let Andy Reid fool you. They've been looking at Patriots stuff uh, uh, since the Raiders game because they, they thought the same thing everybody else thought. It was going to be one versus two. They wanted to be ready. They're focused. I've never seen these guys as focused. I've never heard them as confident. And they're certainly not buying the, the woe poor, poor Patriots song. Hmm. Brace and, <laughs> right. and Edelman are, are – you and out there, listen. They're the champions until somebody disrupts. Absolutely, yeah, and I'm with you. The, that's the way it is. Yep. End of story. No doubt. So back to Duvernay Tardif, who was the, their starting right mm-hmm. uh, guard. He got hurt, uh, missed the rest right. of the regular season, missed the first playoff game. Uh, the kid that's coming in his place was uh, is actually the Chiefs uh, named them their rookie of the year. He started right. eleven game. Duvernay Tardif is a really good player. Um, well, he. Will he go and be inserted right back into the starting lineup, or do they mess with that offensive line? I I personally probably wouldn't mess with it, but you know his experience against the Patriots is a good one, um, and I think when you've got a, I mean he's their best mauler, you know he's the guy who he's their best pancake blocker, he's their best against pass protection um, as far as guards go, 
And I think the Chiefs are in a good spot where they can, you know, kind of rotate. Um, you know, they've done that a lot this year, and I, I expect him to play a little bit. Um, how much he plays, I don't know. If they get to the Super Bowl, I would imagine maybe he is starter at that point. But, um, you know, he's, he's, I think he's physically, uh, their best offensive lineman. Uh, he's tough. Obviously, for him to come back after all that he went through, it set aside that he's a doctor, but for him to actually push toward to get back to the postseason, you know, says a lot about how badly he wants to play. And again, it goes back to what I said earlier. I mean, all hands are on deck, but I, I would, I would be shocked if he was starting, but I would not be shocked at all if he plays, you know, maybe 25 or 35 percent of the game, especially if they switch to a more, uh, to a running game. Nick, who concerns you more, Sony Michelle or James White? Um, probably White. Um, and I, I just think, you know, he's torched this team in the past. Um, I, I, I like, I love him as a player. I think he's the, he's the Patriots wild card. Um, you know, the Patriots, you know, just kept running the ball down the Chargers' throat because they played seven cornerbacks. And of course, I would do the same thing. And I think that the issue is, it's going to be, you know, can they contain that running game? Now, no one thought the they screen could screen pass. Yeah, the screen pass game. No one thought they could contain him. So um, I think they're going to have to shadow him a little bit. They may have to sacrifice a linebacker. Uh, they may have to sacrifice a safety. Um, but, you know, if they can do that and take, if they can take him out of the game, I think the Chiefs' chances dramatically improve um, significantly to win. Uh, Nick Athen is our guest. So what what could go wrong? What's your biggest fear? The Chiefs are going to get upset if? Um, Andy Reid doesn't do what uh, he did to get him here. That's really my only concern. If Andy Reid, I don't mind changing the game plan up a little bit. I don't mind maybe running a little bit more to establish it. I don't mind, you know, but they've got some tricks up their sleeves. They've got some plays they haven't called this year. If Andy Reid just continues to stay aggressive, and, and the reason that I'm confident about that is because I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to let him do it. You know, after that Chargers game, when they were passive in that last drive, when they just needed a first down or two to salt the game away, you know, Andy kind of reverted to his old self. And that game was probably the most significant one of the season. It changed everything. It changed the defensive personnel. It changed his ability and willingness to go for it on fourth down, as you saw last weekend. So if Andy kind of goes back to – Bad clock management, suspect play calling, being too conservative, taking the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. Then that's my that is my only concern. To be perfectly honest with you, but again with Mahomes, I don't think he's going to let Andy off the hook. So he's he's too focused. He knows what this means to the franchise, to the city, to the players in that locker room who worked their tail off since the offseason program when they knew Mahomes was going to be the starter. Um, I, I just don't think he's going to let his foot off the gas. Hmm. Trent and I talked earlier about James White. I, I thought he caught double-digit passes. Caught 15. <laughs> and he didn't, he didn't have one carry in the football game, but 15 yeah. passes uh, from Tom Brady. That That, that is yeah, a weapon on the backfield. That won't happen this weekend. No, it can't. see that happening. Uh, what about Julian Edelman? How big of a – I mean, is he – when you look at that uh, – when you look at his weapons, and, I mean, Chris Hogan's a nice player. Gronk is at the end. Cordell Patterson – Cordero Patterson um, right. is okay. He's not great. Brady doesn't have a lot of guys here. And, and, and you could say that for most years, yet somehow they find a way. I guess Edelman's the one guy that you would fear on that offense, maybe more than anybody else. Yeah, in the passing game, I mean, they have to shut him down. And, and, and fortunately, you know, Ward has played really well. You know, he's going to get the assignment. Fuller's got some experience. You know, if they line him in the slot, you know, th- I think those two guys are going to blanket him. I think you're going to see, 
you know, Sorensen maybe go underneath a lot of those, uh, those quick, those quick passes. Um, if you stop him, I'm not as, I'm with you. I'm not as concerned with Gronk, especially if Barry's playing, you know, Gronk, you know, had some nice receptions, but he's been primarily a blocker, you know, the last four or five games, six games. Um, and I think that, uh, I think for them, they're going to have to be, you know, really, uh, really aggressive and, and they're going to have to be, uh, get it, get at the line of scrimmage. They're going to have to play press coverage. Um, if they play press coverage and just collapse the pocket and stick their paws in the air, you know, they're going to deflect some passes. Maybe they get a good tip. Um, but, uh, you know, they're going to, they're going to double team him, I think pretty much. Um, and hit him at the line of scrimmage pretty much every snap. Mm. All right, so we both we all have the Chiefs representing the AFC. Who are they going to play in the Super Bowl? <clears throat> well, if I'm the NFL, <laughs> I think the best story is going to be Breeze versus Mahomes. But the L, you know they want to establish that LA brand and the LA market. Um, so I'm really torn. I, I really would like to see Breeze uh, just because you've got two young quarterbacks. Are not too young, but you got two quarterbacks who are kind of like the it built in the same mode. You know, incredibly confident. You know, twenty years apart or fifteen years apart. Um, I, I I can't see the Rams beating the Saints at home. But again, to beat somebody twice in the same season is really really difficult, especially with the stakes on the line. And there are some holes that have been emerging over the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. with the Saints defense. Um, so right now, I'm going to stick with my. Uh, my prediction is, is going to be the Saints and the Chiefs. You were right the first time. It's the battle of two young quarterbacks. It's Goff versus yep. Mahomes. That's that's uh, Trent's on your side. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Rams. Uh, Nick, win or lose, and I believe it's going to be a win. We'll recap it with you on Monday. Okay. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Thanks, pal. Out. Nick Athen, ChiefsBlitz.com, ChiefsBlitz.com, and you can follow him on Twitter at Chiefs Insider. All right. We are a couple of minutes away from doing the Claxons. I get a lot of texts from people that live in the northern part of the state. Roads going downhill fast. This isn't one that just sneaks up on you. Mm-hmm. This is full attack. Once it gets here, and it's probably, what does it say? Noon, 1 o'clock, I think is the guesstimate as to when it's going to get to central Iowa. And then we're clubbed. And then we're walloped. All right. I guess it's going to linger all, all night long. So what have you heard about games? Uh, I saw Valley has basically canceled everything, and I think almost everybody else is following suit. Uh, I know my wife works in the Des Moines School District, and they are out early. Pretty much everybody around here is early out today. Ellis Preschool, early out, so I have to shift around my schedule. Mm. Yeah, we we got a lot going on over here. Well, I've got a, I'm having lunch with Doc Fuller uh-huh. at the Hilltop on the east side. Yes. I hope that. Have you ever been there? I have not. Oh, I went there once. I, I'm guessing if you grew up, in uh, the on the east side of Des Moines, mm-hmm. your family for sure went there. Yeah, I guess that's an institution. I went there once with them. I really liked it, so we're going back there today. But my point being is, I'm guessing probably around one one thirty when that finishes up, it's going to be full on. Yes, maybe a slow drive for you to Ankeny. Maybe, but you know what? I was thinking ahead. I was at the High V getting my growler full of Stella this morning at 8 a.m. sharp. Look at you. Yeah, You're ready so, to go. And no question about it. I'm not ruining my Friday uh, without having uh, Stella over. We'll take uh, time out, but right now, the first four callers 
At 284-5966, 284-5966, we will give you an opportunity to win a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up will get 25. Two lines of the four are already, three lines of the four are already taken. If you're getting a ring, you're in. If you get a busy signal, you're going to have to wait till next week. We have our four callers. Uh, Claxons giveaway on the other side of this. Trent and I come back and wrap up the week here on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. You know we're getting Sunday night after the championships games wrap up. What's that? Boomer. Back again. Really, is he? For just one appearance? Or yes, what? with your Bronco. Oh, Tom, Tom Jackson. Jackson. They're together again. Nice, but True Detectives on. Episode mm. 3. TVR it. No, well, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, those guys are, look, they did that for a long time. Yes. You stand the test of time, you get my attention. All right, time to give away some barbecue, Claxons Barbecue. You can check them out online, claxonsbbq.com. You'll find them in Altoona, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Claxons Smokehouse and Grill. Whoever gets the most right of the four games we're going to give you will get a $35 gift certificate. The runner, uh, the runner up 25. Our tiebreaker is closest without going over but if everybody goes over like we did last week then we make our way backwards let me get the games in front of me trent condon it's doug dan greg and jordan in that order doug goes first doug welcome to the program how are you good love the show guys thank you doug Uh, iowa state is a 12 and a half point favorite over oklahoma state oh geez that's a lot of points um i'll take iowa state iowa 10 and a half point favorite over illinois We'll take Iowa. New Orleans gives three and a half to the Rams. Go with New Orleans. KC gives three and a half to New England. Uh, uh, go Chiefs. All right, four favorites for Doug. Here's the tiebreaker, Doug. Closest without going over. Missouri State pays a visit to Drake on Sunday. Total points in that basketball game. Closest without going over. Both teams, total points. I'll go with 140. 140. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate it. You have a good weekend. Dan is next with Miller and Condon. Hey, Dan. How's it going? Good. Iowa State, a 12.5-point favorite over the Cowboys. Oklahoma State. Iowa is a 10.5-point favorite over Illinois. Go with Iowa. Saints, 3.5 over the Rams. Take the Rams. KC, 3.5 over the Patriots. Uh, let's go Patriots. Patriots. All right. Drake, Missouri State, total points closest without going over. 134. 134. Thanks, Dan. Have a good weekend. Uh, Greg joins us. Hello, Greg. Hey there. Uh, Iowa State, 12 and a half point favorite over Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Iowa, 10 and a half over Illinois. Illinois. New Orleans, three and a half over the Rams. States. KC, three and a half over the Patriots. Chiefs. Drake, Missouri State, total point tiebreaker. 123. Thanks, Greg. Have a good weekend. And uh, Jordan wraps up Claxons for another week. Hello, Jordan. How are you? Good. How are you? How was lunch? It was pretty good. Good. I'll be there shortly. Looking forward to it. Um, Iowa State's a 12.5 point favorite over Oklahoma State. Uh, I'll go with Iowa State. Iowa, 10.5 over Illinois. Illinois. New Orleans is a three and a half point favorite over the Rams. Rams. 
Chiefs, three and a half over New England. Chiefs. Closest without going over. Drake, Missouri State tiebreaker. Um, 88. 88. Thank you, Jordan. You have a good weekend. Not a bad idea. I mean, mm-hmm. if somebody would have went one point last week, they would have won. They would have got if the they tiebreaker. Were in the tiebreaker yeah. indeed. Uh, of the two in-state games, of the two big ones, yeah. uh, Iowa or Iowa State, this fan base will go home disappointed. I think it's Iowa more likely I to lose too. the game. Just what we saw from Illinois mm-hmm. against Minnesota earlier this week. Mm-hmm. They can score. Trent Frazier. Trent Frazier can win a game himself. He's a good player. Yeah, now he's got some help. And he's got some help. Yeah. And do you know the story of uh, Io Dosuo? Dosuo, uh, the five star. I do not. So he was the number one ranked player in Illinois last year, mm-hmm. and number two. That's saying something. Yeah, Taylor Horton. He's, he's a names, right? Yes. They two. They played together in AU basketball. I know the story. Okay, this is the kid. This okay. is the kid. Yeah, Dosumo is the kid that. They didn't get along. Uh-huh. They didn't mesh well. Taylor Horton Tucker took his visit to Illinois, was ready to commit, uh-huh. and they said, oh, by the way, we actually don't have a scholarship with you because I'm sure Dosumo said, I don't want to play with that guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, worked out pretty well for ISU. Yeah, huh? I'll say. Yeah, Watching him play the other night. Does, is it crazy to see Royce White in small doses? Uh-huh. You know, In particular, that one when he re- rebounded the ball and took it the length of the floor later. That's Royce White. It, it is. It is. It's different because it's six five or six right, eight, right? Right. So, but just in terms of build that thickness mm-hmm. and, and the ability to to do a lot of different things, his upside is immense. Out of this group, who do you like most at the next level of the Iowa State players? And a lot of different directions mm, you can go. There really is. You know, Wigington probably would have been drafted last year. Yeah, and he's not on any mocks this year. Yeah. Good question, Trent. Uh, Horton Tucker? Uh, and think of Halliburton, a guy that two years ago was on his way to you and I, it looked mm-hmm. like. Mr. Basketball in Wisconsin. And now suddenly he is out uh-huh. there playing at an incredibly high mm-hmm. level. And he's a guy. I heard our, our buddy Rob Doster and Travis Hines on the NBC Sports College Basketball Podcast. Oh, they do one too, do they? They do. And they were both talking. In fact, it was Doster, not Hines, who knows Iowa State well, that brought up. There's some buzz about Halliburton. Being an NBA early entry type of player, just the way that he continues huh. to develop the size, obviously, that he has, which I was taken aback. You know, if Hines would have said that, okay, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But Doster said it. But Doster yeah. saying that he's hearing that kind of buzz, that was a woe for me. No, that this is a really good class. I mean, Prom's put together a terrific, terrific program over there. Um, I think they beat Oklahoma State. I just like the fact, that, and I could see this being a trap. If I was playing the Claxons, mm-hmm. I would take the points all day long. Take the points with I Illinois. Think, I don't think, no, I'm talking about Oklahoma State. Oh. I don't think they're going to blow Oklahoma State out. You don't? No, Texas Tech coming off that emotion, looking forward to Monday, big Monday, Kansas. Iowa State wins the basketball game to steal a line from Lee Corso. Closer than you think. Okay. Closer than you think. I can buy that. I, I like Six, your justification. Eight, somewhere yeah. in there. A comfortable win, comfortable, but not a blowout. Yes, absolutely. It's not going to be... Um, yeah, that's how I see it. Well, enjoy the football. It's the um, conference championship weekend, as you well know. Rooting for the Chiefs. Can say, can't say I've ever said that before, uh, but certainly am this week. Want Nick? I want a local team to participate in the biggest game in the world. 
And the Chiefs are one game away from doing just that. Trent Condon, you have a wonderful weekend. Same to you. Thank you, sir. We will reconvene on Monday. Murph and Andy from 2 to 4 Fanatics finish the week of local programming. Here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.